0: Today's episode is brought to you by MetPro. Hey, do you want to improve your health but not sure where to start? With thousands of health strategies available, identifying which one works for your body is extremely difficult. I know it was for me until I found MetPro. The key is to understanding and mastering your metabolism. So if you're looking for a high-touch experience working with a metabolic expert, or if you want access to the tools their industry-leading coaches use, visit metpro.co, that's metpro.co, slash dose, to take their assessment and speak with their team to learn which option is best for you. And hey, the Dose listeners will get up to one month free if you sign up. Head to metpro.co, slash dose, to take advantage of this opportunity. More on MetPro later in this episode. On today's episode, the CEO and founder of the Capsule app, Clint Davis this idea that your life has
1: value and that your story should be saved my honest heart for you is this start making notes of your life start take out a notepad when you have memories that come up write something down that will that will remind you just one sentence just start collating your life and then however you decide to save it save it but i promise you that just doing that is going to give you so much gratitude It's gonna give you so much resilience. It's gonna show you so much character. I really think it's the single most productive DIY thing you can do for your self health at the moment.
0: Hey, welcome to The Dose, a show dedicated to deep and engaging conversations, highlighting individuals that are in the pursuit of authentic and courageous leadership who approach life with insatiable curiosity, bold action, and common sense in these divisive and uncommon times. It's my hope you take something away from each and every one of these conversations and apply it to your own life as we all intentionally attempt to become the best we can possibly be by living out our purpose and calling, committing to life a service, and helping make this place better than we found it really enjoyed having the CEO and founder of Capsule on my show, Clint Davis. He's a former international radio host who was born in South Africa. He's lived in four very diverse countries. He's on a mission now to help people save, store, and share our life stories and memories while we can pass them on generationally. And he does that through his brand new company and his application called Capsule. If you ask the question, where do you save your memories? You know, it's kind of interesting now that we all have these phones. Before it was when pictures and maybe video recordings. Now everything's on our phone. But that's the challenge, right? At best, all of our memories or more than likely. They're scattered across social media, if they're even recorded at all. And so the Capsule app gives you this digital time capsule, if you will, to tell your life story, to save your history and pass on your legacy. It's very interesting. I get a lot of pitches for entrepreneurs to come on the show, founders of companies. This one really caught my attention. It is about passing on our legacy because whether we like it or not, that's what we're doing. We're gonna leave something behind. So what if we became intentional about it? What if generations from now, decades from now, you could leave a message for your ancestors, for your great-grandchildren? It's pretty powerful. Well, Capsule helps that. It helps us save our story. So I really wanted to talk with Clint He's an amazing individual, again, born in South Africa, lived through the transition from the apartheid system in the pursuit of democracy, lived in Australia, eventually made it to Austin, Texas on this less than 1% chance of getting a green card. He absolutely loves living in the United States. It's a story of resilience. It's a story of entrepreneurship. And most importantly, it's about leaving our legacy and how we can be intentional about it. You're really going to enjoy this conversation. Let's get on with it with Clint Davis here on The Dose been to all over the world you're originally from south Africa right i mean what city were you born in what did you primarily live in south Africa
1: yeah i jokingly and unjokingly refer to it as crime central uh <laughs> south Africa <laughs> Johannesburg in particular Johannesburg. uh yeah born and raised there and uh yeah the the figures are astounding very very different uh place to live looking over your shoulder growing up you, you it's hard to explain but uh yeah I, birthed out of a place that's always seen struggle, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I'm just guessing on your age. I don't know. I guess we're roughly around the same age. I don't know. But you I mean you grew up
1: kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I'm early 30s, you? Are you, oh uh, no!
0: Well, I'm gosh. I'm,
1: <laughs> no, I'm 40, I'm forty-two. 50. I'm forty-two. <laughs> oh, okay, he's gonna say, "I'm
0: like oh, crap." I really missed that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. If I'm, you leave the door open. I've got to take it. You know, I mean, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. I should have went along with. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm thirty-eight. No, I'm fifty-three. Yeah, actually, but, you know, but I mean, right. you, so, but I mean, you were old enough. I mean, that was kind of pre-apartheid and then post-apartheid. And, like, you kind of were. Were you there when all that was kind of shaken down?
1: Yeah, it's so fascinating, actually. I grew up under apartheid. Um and uh it's it's so interesting when you're young and these things are dictated to you in the sense of that this is the norm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I, I don't mean to offend anybody. We have to work our way around language nowadays, but you know, growing up in South Africa, we always spoke very plainly about black and white. Mm-hmm. Um and uh we just we don't see as many racial offenses in the language as are probably pointed out in the Western civilization nowadays. Because when you're living it, when you're living that change, and you're struggling towards a better life for all and towards democracy, and you're having to deal with your own inflection points of racism that seem natural to you growing up, language is not as important as reaching the goal. And how language opens up conversation to understand each other's uh, differences and similarities is so key. So we grew up with all of that coming into the mix when Nelson Mandela was released we thought we were gonna to go to civil war. We thought that was it, we're done. We were hoarding things, we were storing things up, we were building, building shelters, all these things. And here comes this man who's been in prison for you know over two decades, and he has this incredible heart of forgiveness, this incredible um, leadership style, and, uh, and it was really really something to witness, that, that change over, and then all the healing that had to happen for those of that that were brought and brought up under this thing of believing racism to be a complete norm, and you know, not to say that they've found true democracy now. In fact, the pendulum has the pendulum swung the other way, and it's one of the one of the most abused um, minorities in the world at the moment by a majority um, white South Africans, hardly ever spoken about. But um, the conversation was happening. If there's anything I fear for my home in the United States, because I'm an American citizen now, is how do we get to a point of the conversation being healthy?
0: You know, and yeah, I think that, we're
1: making strides. You know, uh,
0: yeah, I, I I'd like to think we are. I mean, that's kind of what been has been my struggle over, I mean, gosh, almost a decade. You know, in a large measure, I think subconsciously is why I started this show. I think you know, I I put it under the moniker of leadership because it's something I'm passionate about. I can speak to it. I was limited. But as I've gone on with the show, I think that's really at the heart of what's really bothered me and keeps me going forward. Is like, we just cannot have, it bothers me that we cannot have these normal conversations. I've said this, I mean, in a lot of my recent shows and people probably listen to this thing I'm a broken record, but I go back to when my parents who were married in 1960 had this circle of friends and they, they, they couldn't have been more diametrically opposed politically, religiously. But they did life together for, you know, 30, 40 years. There's only one, there's only two of them left out of the 12. And, um, but I, I got to witness this kind of humanity and love and this, you know, they would give each other hell. They would make fun of each other and, like, ah, oh, Nixon's right. a crook, you know, <laughs> you damn Catholics and all you do is that, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and then yeah. the, Jewi- the Jewish guy know. would make fun of the Catholics, the Catholics would make fun of the Jewish guy. And, <laughs>
1: Sounds and like a bar end, joke.
0: Right. But at the end of the, <laughs> but at, at the root of all of that was this deep love for each other and this kinship and this fellowship. And I don't know why how we why we can't get back to that. It it just it 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 really bothers me.
1: Yeah. I mean, all of our our travels everywhere we've lived in the world, you know, one of the shining principles of American culture was agree to disagree. Yeah. And it's astounding. I mean, I've had friend, American friends in South Africa, in Dubai, in Australia. That was always it. Like, we could agree to disagree and, and move on and still be friends and still play ball and still, you know, and where did that go? Like, if we can just recapture that. And I think the underlying tone of agree to disagree is not for the sake of harmony, not for the sake of peace or lack of argument. It's for the sake of value, that you can sit across the table from somebody and go, you know what, you have a different story, a different opinion but I value you as a human, as a thinking person who is actually wrestling with this truth. I, th- I don't think we wrestle with truth as much as we used to.
0: Yeah, I love you how know? you put that. We did, I agree with you. The wrestling with truth is what we're not comfortable with anymore. And and the fact that we don't have, um, I mean, it, even with the differences, what was the shared value that we all had? I mean, it, it was there was kind of a, a sense of shared value you know, and what we stood for that that's been eroded, I think. And, and we don't, you know, we, we don't value the same things anymore. You know, the simple thing of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, you know, that kind of gets tossed aside and it's, it's really at the core of everything. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Everybody should be able to wrap their arms around it and say, yeah, that's what we, that's what we stand for. But for some reason we don't. Yeah. It's, uh, it's
1: not, not too difficult to fit Maslow's hierarchy of needs into that, right? I mean, it seems like they line up together. <laughs> I mean, we just... I know. I mean, what what do you really want in life? Do you want to die on the hill of your opinion uh, when, you, <laughs> when you're you not even certain <laughs> right. if, it's, if it's proven, you know? Or do you want peace and, and happiness and security for your family? And do you recognize at some point that that comes in community? And yep. if you're going to stand on your soapbox yelling that, you know the community is not where you want to be and you don't believe in the same principles and all that. And well then, you know, I'm American now, but I wasn't always American. And let me tell you that being in this country and being American is an absolute privilege. Go live in a third world country, go see what you have to deal with every day. You know, I just, it astounds me that somebody would threaten to leave, uh, to leave a country that privileges them with so much, um I can only think that it's just the perspective lack of not being on the other side of that.
0: Yeah, it's it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's a great it's, place to be. Yeah, it's the perspective piece. You're right. I can't. I I, I still have my mind. I want to. I used to because uh, I fly for the airlines, and when I was based in Los Angeles, I'd do a lot of Ubers back and forth from where I was staying to airports, and when I was based in LA. I would have these long drives from Orange County to LA or back or whatever. So it'd be an hour with the Uber driver, or Lyft driver. Yeah, like three miles,
1: hours, hours long driving three (laughs) miles in LA, right? right. It's like
0: spend your life in (laughs) there. But yeah, the the amazing, I always loved having the conversations with the Uber and Lyft drivers and a vast majority of the drivers um, are immigrants right? They've come, they've immigrated or they from this country and they became citizens. And I, I talked to two guys that immigrated from Iran and they just had these amazing stories, right? That, you know, like stories that you just, like, they sound like movies. And like, you know, they fled when they were eight, when, you know, the revolution was happening in 79 and then made their way to Venezuela illegally, and then <laughs> yeah. made their way to the United States illegally. And then Reagan- did the amnesty thing, and they became these citizens, and they and the passion that they talked about this country, and like they got like this one guy was crying, Clint. He was crying. Mm-hmm. He goes, "I love this country so much." You know, and this is the—I mean, he illegally came. I mean, he, go, he says, "You don't understand how good you have it." You know, and he's driving this lift. He's got all this money saved. He's done all these great things. You know, and he, and, and he wasn't—I mean, he was doing lift because he just wanted to. He was in his sixties and but he did, you know he got his his doctor or his uh, masters degree in IT he did all i mean he just did all this amazing stuff anyway I, but it goes it kind of ties in kind of what we're talking about here to to you and and this I, again technology i think is when you talk about the people dying on the, pin, the hill of their opinions it seems like mm-hmm. the technology has fueled that right i mean we can we can both sit mm-hmm. there and say and what I appreciate about what you're trying to do is kind of, you know, I love technology, and we all see the bad side of it, but I'm kind of with you. I, mm-hmm. I see the good in it, right? I mean, it's the be- it's, this is the greatest time in the, in the history of the world to be alive. I don't know. What what do yeah. you think? I'm kind of, I'm starting to get ahead of myself yeah. here, but I'm just.
1: Uh, no, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I think, um, I think, to your point, I think it is amazing how immigrants that come to this country take hold of the opportunities. There was a moment for me where I realized that if I really want to achieve the life that I want, but more importantly, affect the change that I want to affect on humanity, because that's really been the core. I've always wanted my life to count for something. Right. You know, And in order to do that, I started to realize that um, I needed to build something from the top down. And so when it came to tech, uh, I agree with you. I, I do think that the human nature is such that we will find an arena to distort. Uh, if not tech, <laughs> then yeah. something else, you know, right. I do feel yeah. like the, yeah, I do feel like the human element will always find that space. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, part of the broken world we we live in. But I I think that it's remarkable to me that we live in a very young age of tech, actually. It's amazing to, to just turn the corner of the last two years and look at things that are going on. You look at Tesla, look at what Elon is doing with SpaceX, you look at um, the plethora of platforms that are are trying to be formed at the moment. Mm-hmm. And you realize that you consider the main players on one hand, right? It's Google, Facebook, right? Which has a few different outlets. Amazon. And then you really got to start thinking about what other big tech giants are out there. But the fact that there's three or four, maybe five major players like that just tells us how young this landscape yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It should tell us that there's a lot of opportunity. And so when we look at things like Facebook, because that's kind of the space we're building into. We can honor that. We can honor the fact that there were trailblazers that built tech that we would not be thinking of the kind of connections and interactions and tech that we're building now that can be really healthy had they not paved the way with that. The astounding thing is that we've gone so long without anybody really going, that was a good version one, guys. Let's iterate a version two or a version three. Let's make this better. Let's make it more wholesome you know, and that's certainly what we're trying to pick up on.
0: Yeah. And I think on the, on the cusp too, and, and is the whole advent of the web three and the blockchain. I mean, there's, I mean, th- mm-hmm. there's so many amazing things coming around the corner that I think it's going to, that's, you know, going to fly in the face of, yeah. Cause what we're seeing is the maturation of, of everybody kind of weeded out. If you look, if you think back to like 99, 2000, where you just had, you know, you had Google, You had not only had Google, but you had or Wikipedia you had Encarta. Remember Encarta? Encarta yes. was like that was like yes. the the place to get information. Encarta went, and so you just kind of got this filtering as as Web 2.0 has kind of matured, and now you've got these major players. And then now yeah. something else is going to happen. What do we do now with Web three and the blockchain, where it really starts to become decentralized, and hmm. you start you start eliminating some middlemen. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, the world's going to be so so different in just in just the next five mm. to ten years, you know. I, I, I yeah, that's how I see it. You know,
1: hundred percent. And I think you know, um, with the opportunity, people need to realize that when when we have these 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 phrases throwing around that a lot of people don't really understand yet, decentralized internet, and you know these sort of spaces that users own their data and You know, nobody's really in control of you, and that sort of thing. I think it's a bit idealistic. I don't think that's necessarily completely there for the taking just yet. I love that it's trying to move that way, but I also believe that it's always the human element, right? And the human element is that, sure, that all sounds great, but do you realise that you're going to have to have more responsibility over your interactions on the internet if you're self-governing, and if you're, which which is a good thing. I think it should be a free space, but I just think. There's a lot in the conversation that we're not taking into account. And so even as we build, we're going, look, we're giving you the opportunity to own your data, to control it as you want to control it. But at the end of the day, there is a shared responsibility. Like, don't leave your password lying around and then tell us you got hacked, you know, is the (laughs) most simplest, you know. If you want to create a community online that is wholesome and that actually means something and that we actually can say we've learned from our mistakes from the past then understand you have a responsibility in what you post publicly, what you put on there with the kind of content you create, who you allow to see it. There's always going to be a user responsibility and that's increasing more and more and more. And I think we should accept responsibility for that. So we're not dominated by somebody else's um, ethic in a sense.
0: Well, I agree. And I think a lot of times with people, and again, I know this wasn't, this might be going down a whole different rabbit hole, but is the, the the power of, I think of web three and everything else going to happen is going to be around the community, right? There's going to be so many, mm-hmm. if you want to create this community, like you're talking about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you want to have but your smaller own communities, I think small, right. Smaller community, yes. your own little kind of Facebook, your own community, your own tribe. I, mm-hmm. I mean, those are things that can happen, but with it to your point comes some tremendous responsibility and accountability, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what yeah. was the idea behind, I mean, I, well, first of all, let's educate the, the listeners on what capsule is. I mean, I'm so fascinated by this. I'm a huge fan of kind of capturing things of photos of I mean, I I have I've lost some of that in in a move, like a lot of my stuff I was going to pass along, like photos and stuff like that and stories. But my point is is that I have been blessed by a couple of relatives who have found journals and stuff like when they like my relatives uh came over from Amsterdam in the 1600s and the Carolinas, and, they, and then in the 1800s, they immigrated across the Great Plains and ended up where I am in, in, in Kansas. And anyway, I can't remember what this relative was, but he was like a, I don't know, great, great, great uncle or something. I don't know, some sort of, but mm-hmm. he had a, he was a missionary on a, a wagon train and he was documenting his daily life. And it was so innocuous. Wow. It, I mean, it was it was innocuous in the sense that it wasn't like you know every day was an adventure. It was a lot of boredom. But then every now and then you'd see a passage like you know uh, Jefferson uh, Jefferson uh, died today in the river crossing along with his kid. We buried him along the you know. Wow. And that was it. That was it. You know, and then they met yes, like but a native, how meaningful. It's amazing. I know. And then they met a yeah. a native Native American uh, woman. And their child, who'd been banished from her, uh, for whatever reason, been banished from her tribe, this Native American wow. woman, and so they took her along, and they, she, they stayed, they basically took her in, you know, and yeah. ad- adopted this woman and her child. I mean, it's just like amazing, it was just amazing. So it was just fun reading that, and so. Yeah. But then there's just only little snippets of like that. You'd, I wish you just had a complete story. And so what you're trying to do with mm-hmm. the capsule, it seems like, you know, I love the idea of like, okay, well, wouldn't it be great if, you know, 50 years from now, people could learn a little bit about me and my family and what we did, you know, 100 years from yeah. now. I would, I would love to have that time capsule of talking to my great great grandfather. I don't have that, but how cool that yeah. would have been! And that's one thing that technology gives us the ability. A hundred years from now, someone could somehow. Oh, that's who Richard Ryerson was, right? Anyway, so I yes. talked a lot yes. there, but, but but what what's the no, genesis 100%. of capsule?
1: Yeah, I mean, I love hearing I love hearing that story. You know, it's amazing to think about your great 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 uncle uh, or, or wh- whoever he <laughs> ended up being in the family tree, um, having that wisdom. That foresight to go, you know what? I need to record something here so that future generations can learn from it. What I mean, what lessons can we learn from that? And also, how can we be encouraged to realize that we've come such a long way in Mm. simple things like human rights? Well, maybe not simple, but should be simple, should be expected. You know, human rights and and our history and that. Unfortunately, I think more and more we're living in an age where our history is being dictated to us. And that's not that's not healthy. Um, We see a lot of things being rewritten. And I'm all for bringing the balance of human value. But I don't think it's done at the expense of destroying our history. Um, And so now we come to a place where with sort of technology opening up and with more decentralized platforms, you start to realize that we have the opportunity to be the historians, we have the opportunity to save our history, we have the opportunity to save our stories. And then Beyond just a manuscript of what happened in first person, you're telling your emotion around it. You're telling your story around it. And so Capsule is creating a space for people to do that. Um, We're building a brand new platform that is not ultimately social media, but there's an element of it. There's an element of connection to it. And so basically what people can do is create digital time capsules, as many as you like, and you can categorize them and name them however you like. And so you might have one for your wedding. You might have, for example, I might have one for Dubai when I lived in Dubai. And in that capsule, I could put audio, pictures, video, and I can write text to any of those, but multiple media formats in a single digital capsule. And then I have an option. I can share it publicly if I think that it'll inspire other people, like cancer survivors or, or military folk or such. Or I can share it, most importantly, privately, only with the people that I want to see that particular capsule. And then those people will actually get permission when I pass away one day to pass that capsule on as legacy. And so my legacy, my stories told in first person can go on and on and on and on. And this really stemmed out of a place where, you know, I had a a radio career of 17 years in four different countries. Um, I was a high performance driving instructor at the same time on racetracks and such. And those two things, allotted me, a lot of awesome experiences, but in moving countries, my wife and I also had a lot of struggle. A lot of difficulty, and it it really shaped us to who we are today. And I realize that my kids one day will know a version of me, but I really want them to know how I became the person I became. What was it? What was going on in the world? What was going on in our lives? What decisions did we have to make? You know. And I think if we could leave that, then yes, on the flip side, it would be equal to me being able to view my grandfather's stories, who was an orphan and became a high powered CEO. And now that I'm old enough to appreciate them, be able to watch his insights and go, "Wow, that's awesome!" or "Wow, I actually carry that already. I didn't even know it." and and things like that. And so I think the value of of humanity is amazing, but the engagement is really what we're after. the 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 digital content that we create nowadays has become so ethereal and so shallow that we're taking thirty pictures to show the one of our perfect little lives, and there's actually such a lost meaning in that. And we can get into the health studies of it. It's highly detrimental to people how, how light we've taken our digital content. Add to that th- that most of the platforms you upload to now, you don't own that content once it's uploaded. And add to that that you're losing your memories scattered across social media in a place that can't be passed on, can't be collated. In fact, some of the platforms you need a, a court order to actually gain the content from a deceased loved one. And so you don't own that, and people need to realize that. And so we're creating a space where you own your content, where you have zero um, targeting on as a user, where you are not bombarded with adverts, with, with ad-free. Um, and where we're creating a space that actually has meaning that when you're telling your stories, it goes beyond just recording history, although that is an important part, but you are actually engaging in the fact that your life matters. The the path you've taken actually matters, actually counts. The lessons you've learned, if you learned them the hard way or the easy way, they matter. They count. They should count to you and they count to other people. And they will count to future generations. And so there's value to your life. And in doing that and recording that, you'll soon realize that those around you have a story and there's value to their life. And so now you actually become more than a user on a platform, but you become a voice of a generation you become somebody who holds value and passes value on. And that's how we want people to value their lives and affect the tapestry, this beautiful tapestry of humanity. And so instead of getting on a platform where you're arguing about political bias, or you're trying to virtue signal, or whatever it is, that's fine. If you want to do that, I'm just saying it's not the same value we're talking about. So we're offering you an opportunity to actually have that value hold that value and share that value for generations to come.
0: I love this so much. I was just thinking about how contrained its it is. It, it shouldn't be contrained. You would think this would this would have been one of the first things that that was created in this space, but for so long we've Wouldn't been kind you? of yeah you know, for so long we yeah. the, the norm has been okay, look, the way we are now you know our attention spans are like this, so we need to create content mm-hmm. this. So therefore, here we have Instagram. Now we got Snapchat. Things disappear. You know, it's like it's it. it we think that's the norm, and what mm-hmm. you're doing, it's almost like this this breath of fresh air. Going, hold on a second, guys. Let's just slow it down a little bit. Let's take a pause. Let's take a breath. We don't need any advertisements. This is a place where we can collate and collect, and that's what it is. I'm I'm I'm. You know, playing devil's advocate in my mind going, well, I can just sit here and start uh, video journaling and recording and this and that. Yeah, but why haven't I? Because it's a pain in the ass to collate all this stuff. And so here you are filling a need of helping me collate, put it in one place. You're even helping me figure out how to tell stories because I think a lot of people who turn on this camera are probably like, oh shit, what do I do now? I don't know how to tell. So I love that you got this kind of These video uh, tutorials of telling me how to mm-hmm. tell a story—I love that. So, anyway, I just love yeah. this idea, Clint. I mean, it's just amazing that no one's no one's kind of. I mean, I guess ancestry yeah, kind of tries has. to do this, right? And, and but this um, is different. Yeah, this is ancestry, totally different, though. Yeah,
1: it's it's totally new. It's totally fresh, and we're pretty proud of that. Um, look, on our way, honest you, there have been there have been people that have tried to create similar platforms, um, and have struggled to scale them. Um, one of the things that we did is we recognized that the world needs this. And so unlike normal tech startups where they create a a rough MVP product and put it out there and see if people like it, we actually formed the company first. We formed strategic partnerships with a marketing firm here in Austin, Zilka Media, absolutely amazing. Um, and we formed legal partnerships and secured the IP, secured the content, set everything up for our investors. And so we did it in a way that the tech world deemed to be upside down. And we got some really strange looks about that. But we just knew that we had to form a solid company before we built product. And we wanted to do it our way. And so we've done everything our way. And we hold our nearest value as person over project. So we always consider the end user the person. We want to be the best users of this app. Um, and um, and the project comes second. So. You know, we built a platform that allows for much iteration into blockchain and into crypto and all that. But nothing will be added to the app if it will detract from the core value of humans saving their stories and passing on their legacies. And, you know, when we speak about that, you're right. I can't believe it hasn't been done before. In a digital age, the one thing that we're not doing well is saving and passing on our memories. I mean, we used to have shoeboxes. We used to have memoirs. We used to have autobiographies. And we just don't have that anymore. How, how much have we lost the value of our own experiences that we have lost the, the inclination to think, how am I passing this on? And so there's some retraining we need to do as humanity uh, for value's sake. Um, and the beautiful thing is that when we think about passing history on, we always think, oh, history, what a boring word, you know? But the truth is that as you record your stories, you know, like I said earlier, you're going to understand the value of your life. So it's both here and now and future is a bonus. So, yeah, it is surprising it hasn't been done. I'm happy it hasn't been done because we get to do <laughs> yeah, it, you know. Yeah, that's, me that's, too. that's exciting, I'm happy you know. You. yeah. And uh, there's a very particular ethos and a lot of life lessons, a lot of struggle from my life and from my co-founders' lives that we've gone through in order to build this in a certain way. And I, I wish... I do wish, and it's impossible really, but I do wish that we could in some way relay that. Hopefully, it comes through the product in that it's really our approach and our struggles and our desire to value you that um, that keeps us building in the way we're building, a, a very human-led way. You know, um, We are a subscription-based model, but that's so that we can build it that way for everybody. Um, But man, I just I think of what a world will look like years from now if we can start engaging this way. I I think we can
0: really restore the fabric of society. And we'll be right back after this message. Hey, you're like me. You're wanting to improve your health but never sure where to start. With thousands of health strategies available, identifying which one works for your body is difficult. I know it has been for me until I found MetPro. According to MetPro, the key to seeing results is mastering your metabolism. At MetPro, your metabolism isn't some mystery. It's a data point. Armed with hard science, MetPro is your health concierge, delivering one-on-one coaching and personalized nutrition and fitness regimes. It's not just about weight loss. MetPro's coaches provide busy professionals, athletes, weekend warriors, and everyone in between the support and education they need to live a healthier life. MetPro's team of experts has worked with the most recognizable name in sports, entertainment, and business. They've helped thousands of individuals like you and me transform their bodies by hacking their metabolism. I've been using MetPro for five weeks, and I couldn't be more thrilled. I finally feel like I got it figured out. This onboarding program was great. The intuitive app I can't say enough of. It helps me plan my meals gives me a shopping list. I'm eating the foods I enjoy. And most importantly, I got increased energy and I'm seeing weight loss. I couldn't be more thrilled with MetPro. Recently, they launched a new tool that allows you to experience the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. Look, this isn't food logging. It's not a tool or a workout app. The MetPro app allows you to track, analyze and learn what your metabolism responds to best, and that's the key. That's the thing I've never had before until now. So if you're looking for a high-touch experience working with a metabolic expert or if you want to access the tools that industry-leading coaches use, visit metpro.co/dose. That's metpro.co/dose to take their assessment and speak with their team to learn which option is best for you. Best of all, listeners will get up to one month free when they sign up. Head to metpro.co slash dose to take advantage of this opportunity. And now, back to the show. I mean, I love that vision, and I agree with you. I, I mean, I, I'm hopeful that we can, but I think, I think you're tapping into a hunger out there that hasn't been satiated, you know? I mean, I think that nobody is, I know I'm hungry for it. And I'm just sitting here listening to you and, you know, I haven't even seen, I haven't even used the product, but I love, I love the vision. I love the purpose that you have behind the business. And it's using tech, it's just like using the powers for good. And I think to your point, maybe some of these other people, I can't, I don't know who these other companies who tried to do something like this, but to your point, maybe they were just kind of focused on the technology side of it. I mean, that was more of the, you know what I mean? Um
1: Yeah, I find, I think, you know, there's always been two things. You obviously weigh up your competition when you're building something. The one has been, a lot of it has been for kids, uh, parents saving their children's memories. And that's valuable and that's great. But there's something about being older and storytelling. And so like you alluded to earlier, the coach storytelling on the app is important because we want to help you tell a fuller story, but also there's a neurological Impact on you connecting this way where, when you're telling a story and remembering things, you actually end up in a space where you're as if you were sitting across a table from an old school friend and you were saying, Wow, I wouldn't have remembered that if we didn't sit here and talk about it. And these lost memories start coming back to you and the fullness of your life starts coming back. And so, yes, while many other products have gone after just the kids' memories, we're recognizing, No, everybody, everybody. Like it breaks my heart to see. World War II vets passing away. Yeah. Because I'm like, these are stories we're losing. These are mm-hmm. and so, you know, legacy is one thing that we talk about and we're driven by that obviously pass on your story and your your legacy. But what does this do for creatives? You know, because we're built for blockchain, it does mean that artists, authors would be able to own their content and distribute it the way they want to. And they could benefit it, benefit from it um, in that way they could actually have a place where they can control that for themselves um, instead of being part of the system. Um, And we think about military. You know, we're going to have time-delayed capsules in the future where you could set a date that it only opens at a certain date. And so in case of worst-case scenario, uh, we think about the aged, the elderly, instead of just our attitude towards letting them waste away in senior care, let's engage them. Let's get their stories. Let's get the wealth while we still can. There's pressure on to do this, you know. And then we think about terminally ill. We've all had people that have passed away. And I had a friend in Australia who she passed away from breast cancer and left her husband and her 10-year-old daughter. And she left a box full of letters to be open at certain stages of her life. But how much more if she could have spoken her story and her thoughts and her insights in first person? And so, you know, and then last, obviously not least, but, you know, kids who have lost their parents that can engage in a capsule that's left for them and instead of a life of destitution or crime can actually be encouraged to do something with their life because they have value and so all of these all of these elements come into play and we start we start looking at where we can give back as a company you know how can we how can we make it free for military free for terminally ill so there's all these things that we're trying to do something different and we're going okay well we need a subscription because that's going to that's going to fund some of that and it's going to we want to work into research partners like alzheimers and dementia and see how we can include stuff to jog memory and you know we want to support various nonprofits and it's just it's an ecosystem that we're building and the heart of the ecosystem is to bring value to humanity
0: i love this idea i think it's great you know and the the thing that probably makes it challenging and and i'm excited to see this is a long game i mean that's this is a business that's going to require i think where you're going to see the real value of this product is whenever you get a handful of people who have kind of passed away or whatever, and they've, and they they've passed on their legacy or they see it, you know I mean? The value is going to, that's when it's going to come to fruition. You know, you're going to get a couple really kick-ass creatives in there. That's going to just, you know, do create these great capsules, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, they, they, they pass along or whatever. And who knows 10 years down the road and the people are going to be like, holy crap, this is so valuable, you know?
1: Yeah. And- you know, it's been so cool. Richard is just, we're in beta at the moment. So we've got a bunch of beta testers testing. We launch in, in, in six weeks from the time of this recording. Uh, and so at the moment people can not get the app, but they can go to the website, capsule.app and join the wait list to be informed as soon as it comes out. But, um, What's really interesting is when you are on the app now, because there's no likes, there's no comments, there's zero validation based on your content. So we would welcome high-end creatives, and there's certainly conversations that we're going to have to look at down the line as to how we can help you if you're wanting to monetize and that. We're very touchy about that, very touchy about allowing monetization on the platform, because it's only natural that, that there's a bend to that, right? So it's, it's fun to see that, but I'll tell you the, the nicest thing about the space is without those likes and, you know, Joe blog from another country who's never met you, doesn't know your heart, commenting on your post that just infuriates you and, you know,
0: <laughs> right. I just,
1: I, I had it the other day again. I'm just like, come on, man. Like, you don't know me. What are you doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You have time to do this? You have time to comment at me like that? Come on. <laughs> go create right. something. Go build something, you know? Right. and um, And... But the silence without that, the calmness on the app, without every bombardment of an ad, of a like, of a comment, it's really profound. We yeah. didn't see it coming, actually. We didn't see it coming. But well, that's a what beautiful
0: I, space to be in. That, that's what I meant about when I say it, kind of a kick-ass creative, someone who's creative, not necessarily an influencer, but like someone who has, mm-hmm. who, who's going to really embrace this, who really likes creating content leaving legs, you know what I mean? This, there's just going to be some amazing content, not to your point for likes, but for whoever this person is trying to pass on their legacy to. I And you're, to your point, I love the ability to be able to share it with the world or not and keep it private. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, you know, I think it's a, uh, this is a fantastic idea. I'm thinking yeah, what, thanks, what Richard, so what hap- what happens just playing it out. I'm curious, like, okay, mm-hmm. so God forbid capsule isn't a success. And say you, you get a good run 10, 15 years down the line. Now you've got these thousands of capsules and capsules going away. What happens to that content then? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about, you know, because obviously if I've in, made this great capsule, to pass along and then capsule's not here 10 years from now. What happens to my, all that work that I've done?
1: Yeah. I think there's two answers to that. The, the most basic answer is that, like I said earlier, you own your content Mm -hmm. outright. That's contracted. It's in the end user agreement. Um, We want you to know that upfront. We want you to be able to to action that upfront. So at any point, if you leave the app, you can request a download of your content and we will give you your content and you can leave. You own it, it's yours. Why would it ever be ours? In fact, even your private capsules, we have no access to. There's no human that can look at your private capsules. There's automation to scan for pornography and adult content and trafficking and grooming and things like that. We're very aware that any platform you create can be used for ill. And so that costs us a chunk of money on the back end, but we figured it in because that's the platform we're building. But the truth is, so if we get down the line and something were to happen, then everybody would be able to download their content. I think the nearer reality is that with the way tech is moving, there will be iteration upon iteration upon iteration, and it'll just evolve into the next level of it. So I think the most natural next evolution for us, once we've scaled, once we've secured product market fit, once we um, are happy with the product and everybody's happy and enjoying it and using it, the next logical step for us would be AR, where with the sort of full vision glasses that are coming out, you'd be able to record that content and then you'd be able to step into your memory and look around and be in that space. And, you know, we'd have to figure out the neuroscience of that and make sure it's healthy, too, because I can see that they'd be able to de- de- debate on us. So we have some work to do there. But, um, again, I think that's why it's important for us as a company to allow you. It's so weird that we'd have to say allow you because it should be natural. But al- allow you to have your content at any point because the heart of what we're creating still is about human element. And so how can we how can we govern those two, right? How can we be a tech company that owns your content and doesn't let you have it and say, yeah, we're after the human element and we value it? <laughs> those right. two don't line up, you
0: know? Yeah.
1: And so I think the big picture of this, yes, the product, yes, the product's gonna iterate, yes, it's gonna become better and better. But at the end of the day, if the product were to fall away completely, then the main question I would want people asking themselves is what movement did we create? Did we create a movement? Towards people valuing each other better, valuing their own lives better, considering how history is going to impact the future. Um, were there people that felt safer because they had that space? We had a we had a potential investor the other day. Tell us, you know, very sad story. But he had a brother who who passed away because directly linked to social media. He he couldn't handle the fact that nobody was liking his stuff. And nobody was interacting with these very meaningful posts that he put up. And he ended up taking his own life. And obviously, there's many factors in a story like that. But he turned around to us and said, you know, if Capsule were here and he was on Capsule, he probably wouldn't have done that because he would have been sharing privately with his family. Now, if that's true or not, we didn't make it up. We didn't say it. He said it. Right. But it does open us to lending ourselves to that area of thought and depth where we're going, we're building an amazing product, but it just can't. It just can't stop there. It has to be about the human lives we want to affect. What closure will people get, being able to see content from their deceased loved one? What lo, what what direction? What insight? You know, um, and the terminally ill, in particular, for us, is one of those. I mean, yeah, amazing closure and healing can come from from us. And there will be other iterations of this with other companies and other apps, and we welcome that because. We really believe there should be a landscape of this. It's that important. There should never be a monopoly on this, and we certainly don't want to be that. Though we do want to be the market leader, so uh, so do support us. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) no,
0: I, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, hitting the the human element. I mean, the fact that you know, capturing history. I mean, think what what think of the ability or the power. What if we had a capsule of our founding fathers? And we could hear from their own voices and their own, you know, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm getting ready to, to sign this Declaration of Independence. I can't believe that, you know. And you saw the stress, and I mean, it would change the whole narrative, right? If you saw what these people were thinking, totally,
1: totally. Why are they doing it? Why are they disagreeing on certain issues and not others? Where are they? So, for example, when you talk, talk about the coach storytelling, right? So, if I were to say to you, Richard, tell me how. You're married, I presume.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You're, you're yep. successful, so I'm assuming you're married.
0: You're going to be, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, be 30, 30, years, you... 30 years is October, yeah. It'll be 30 years. Wow, congrats.
1: Yeah. Congrats. That's Thanks. awesome. We're on 13, and we feel like we're just getting going, you know? So, yeah. Um, super rewarding. Um, But, yeah, if I were to say to you, Richard, tell me the story of how you met your wife. You would give me the brushstrokes, right? You'd give me right. the framework. And that'd be great. That's perfect for passing. But if you want to leave that story to your kids one day, then you need something that's going to coach you more along the lines of, so Richard, you're about to tell a story of how you met your wife. Why don't you tell us about two major events that were going on in the world at the time? Mm. When you were driving to that date, what music was playing on the radio? Why didn't you include a link to that music in your capsule? Speak about where you went. Did you go to dinner? Did you order the same thing? Or did she order something you absolutely hate? Did you, was there a moment where you were embarrassed to be there? Was there a moment where you thought, oh, this is the one? Or did you think, no, this can't be the one? How many days did you wait before you called back? These yeah. sort of things. And what's going to happen is when you're recording that story, you're going to record a fuller story to leave, but you're also, um, as I forementioned, you're going to engage in the neuroscience of related memories, and you're going to want to record those. So there's some selfishness in this because I forget a lot of stuff. And I'd love to remember them and uh, re- love to remember those memories. And so, so yes, I guess like most successful founders, we're building something that is for us first yeah. and, and inviting everybody else into it, you know. But, um, but how amazing, what, what fun, you know. When you speak about saving history, it, a lot of people are like, oh, yawn. But that's not, you are saving history, but the process is so exciting and so invigorating yeah. That you you leave recording something in first person like that with a rush. It's our, our dopamine hit does not come from likes. Our dopamine hit comes from you going, whoa, that was cool. What a cool life. What, what a cool moment. Isn't that where it should come from?
0: Yeah, like What sure. an
1: awesome memory of friends, you know? And so now you can be around a table. Like I've created a capsule just with one co-founder and I. It's just Sam and Clint, our friendship, just our friendship. And moments from our friendship, I just put it in there. And so we could even be at a dinner party and create a capsule, take a picture or an audio note. We could leave the phone on the middle of the table for a whole conversation, record that audio and put it up there. You know, All these sort of things, just gather it, just put it in there. And then I could share that capsule with only the friends that were at that table. And we could then in a future build have comments only on that section, only on that capsule with only those people. So nobody can come and comment randomly, but we could all have a conversation about it. And imagine the remember whens that come back down the line. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And the friendships that are formed and the remote relationships that are sustained. It's, it's human.
0: It's just yeah, human. It's totally human. You and know? it gets back, it gets to the point of, you know, yeah, I love all that. I love telling those stories. It's even, you know, and when you're flying, I'm a pilot, right? And so you sit there and you fly with some of the same people. I've told, and you sit next to somebody for six hours, you start telling stories, right? And so right. I've had to, I've had to, because you're kind of in these forced conversations and you're trying to kill time. And I've had to recall a ton of stories over the last 30 years, <laughs> you know? But it'd, right. be, it'd be fun to capture some of those stories. And, and some of those people that are characters in these stories, and then when we we talk and we and we rehash the stories together, it's funny how, you know, little nuances that you forgot, they introduce something and like, well, no, actually I, that I saw it this way. So really? And, and then you try to weave it. To, it's just fun. How to you kind of weave it all yeah. together and get everything when you, so I, I can imagine how cool that would be.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, you and I could tell a story of the same instance, but your yeah. perspective is so, so, so different. different that I go, yeah. wow, I didn't even see that. I didn't know that, you know? And there's so, so much value just, in that, right? Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have a surprise party, right? And then, you know, people can send you the conversations they had, the pictures they took, the the video of when you arrived, and it was chuck now. People are like, Oh, we share that on phone or message. Yeah, okay, here's my challenge. Go find it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go find it. Particular a few years and, from and now, right And Pass it on. Yeah. yeah. And pass it on. So you know I was you know, I'm I was fascinated. St- Go ahead. Yeah, I'm fascinated like you with what builds character? What builds resilience? You know, these are the things that you'll find in your stories, uh, the lessons you learned. These things—they certainly are for me. I mean, I know that some of the lowest, difficult parts of my life are the most valued now. You yeah. know, um, and what a waste to not be able to pass that on. How much further can my can my kids and even friends that I share that with go with that you know sort what, of perspective?
0: What's value about? That? I mean, really, what you're doing with this is you're kind of, if you do it right, I mean, you're basically capturing your hero's journey and everybody loves the hero's journey. Like every, every great story follows the hero's journey arc, you know? And, right. That's you so know, true. If Yeah. If I love that. If you set it up right, you can say, well, this is where I did, you know, I don't know. I just, my mind is just like swimming. I love this idea. And I thought about that too. Cause you know, I've got, you know, with this <clears throat> digital age, I think back to when we were first married, I got I took a video camera with us everywhere, you know, so I got all of the first part of our marriage, the first kids all videotaped. And then when social when the internet or the social media really came in, it all kind of stopped. I don't videotape it, you know, now that everything's on the yeah. phone. Right. And it's like yeah. how do you capture that and collate that? And so yeah, if you can use this and go well, I'm gonna throw this clip in here, close in here. It's yep. basically a shoebox because I got in my closet right now, I got a shoebox of pictures. Like it was from our marriage, I mean it was just shoebox of pictures and photos. Yeah. And that was even before we yeah. had digital digital cameras. You know?
1: Yeah. And and it's so great to have these like you know, there are these companies like Legacy Box and the like yeah. that are, you know, helping people convert their stuff to digital. Um and I've got a I've got a I'm like you, I've got a box load of stuff that I need to do that with those little mini CD disc things that used to go in a camera. It's like, when yeah, do you do that thing, thing now? What you know. you do now, right? And uh, yeah. And that's great that they're doing all the conversion. The lack is still a safe place to put it.
0: That's and right. And so
1: that's the platform we're creating um, because yeah, it's it, stuff gets lost and it's just tragic.
0: Well, just tragic. it just takes it a step further, right? It's like if, if it getting a big it now is like, well, it really gets to the point of like, you, you hit on a basic fundamental element early on. Like, it really uh, perked up my ears when you said it. I mean, everybody everybody wants to know that they were here and that they mattered. And I mean, that's, that's something that we all universally share. And it goes back to the humanity piece that if you can just remember that, that everybody has a story and everybody wants to know that they were here and that, that they mattered. And a lot of the loneliness and desperation and dysfunction that we see in this world is because people feel like they don't matter. I mean, that's what drives the dopamine rushes. That's what drives the shit man! i want if you, they're not liking my stuff i mean i do i mean yes. I, you know, doing this podcast for <clears> nine years i mean i put content out there and it's like and it's it's like a rush when people like it and it's and it's a total defeat when you don't hear anything or if you get criticized i mean it's you know it's this yeah. roller coaster right so yeah. wouldn't it be fun to get off the roller coaster and just say hey you know this is who I am. This is what I stand for. You know, that's the other value part of it for the individual is it, it if you really want to say, okay, I'm going to do this, It it and you probably know about the neuroscience more than I do, but it has to be beneficial to sit there and kind of contemplate who am I and what do I stand for? What do I believe in? Because it's hard. It's easy for me to tell you what I don't like. I could sit there and, and complain to you for an hour about all the things that I hate, but it starts yeah. – it turns into a little bit of work. It's valuable work to kind of sit there and think about, well, who am I? What do, what do I stand for? And that's yeah. It, it's it's necessary work, but it's it's hard. But having something like yeah. capsule would would kind of facilitate that, I think.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, people like Dr. Caroline Leaf uh, do a lot on oh, the I've interviewed neurological, her. Neurological. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, you know, when she, just the the most simplest thing. About creating new neuro pathways, that what yep. you think about, what you dwell on creates a physical neuro pathway yep. that, when triggered in a similar way, your brain automatically takes that neuro pathway and gives you automatically that result. Now, we've stopped on social media and gone, okay, great, dopamine hit, I feel good for a little while. But the long term effect, the long term result of creating a pathway that's based on somebody else's validation with a little thumbs up emoji is is devastating it's devastating we've seen how it leads to loneliness we've seen how it leads to increased teen suicide and eating disorders and things like that and we always do the study on teen but i tell you what it's not only teens it's adults too oh for sure and for sure and so you know we again i'll just say like nothing against our social media platforms. well i can't say nothing against i do have some real ethical issues with things that they've done and I'm sure we'll come to head with that at some point. But, you know, I'm grateful that they created the tech. I just think we need to be able to do it better. And part of doing it better is exactly what you're talking about, seeing what the long-term effect of that is. I think people who use Capsule, and I, look, it's, I'm, I'm pretty bold in, in what I say in the sense of what I believe. If I don't believe in the product, why am I making it right? So I believe that people that use Capsule long-term Will absolutely find fundamental changes in the way they think and the way they respond to particular triggers. I think that will happen, and so I'm excited to see that a healthier society, a healthier self, healthier connections, and more meaningful connections, because you're now sharing your life with people that actually are interested in your life. And um, and that's just exciting to me that we can affect a change at that level.
0: I love it. I agree with you. I want to believe that, and I in. My gut tells me you're right, and, and it, it'll be exciting to see how that man, how it manifests itself. Well, yeah. what, we, we're recording this uh, on the fourth week of January as we're speaking, starting the fourth week. When are we, we going to see Capsule? You're in beta. When are we, we going to see the launch of this thing?
1: Yeah, so um, most likely <laughs> because, you know, building tech always has its, has its ups and downs, and um, we're building a pretty full product to put out there but most likely the end of feb and so what we're encouraging everybody to do right now is to go on the website that's capsule.app c-a-p-s double l dot app and join the waitlist so that you can be informed when uh when we launch and uh, for the time being this is this is a, a real funny one because we kind of have to be on some social media at the moment yeah. <laughs> as much as we don't enjoy being there but it's It's trying to get the message out right, but please follow our Instagram capsule.app if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, Clint Davis on LinkedIn. And then, uh, you know, we're obviously taking speaking engagements at the moment as well and interviews and articles and things like that, really centering around, yes, what we're doing uh, because it's exciting it's helpful for us to get the word out, but really around topics of resilience, character, all the things that have sort of shaped uh, me and my team towards building something like this and having this perspective of humanity. And so um, you know, it's it's been an interesting journey because we actually formed this out of COVID. Oh, did and, yeah. Uh, right. So we, you know, we're a completely remote team. The three of us have known each other for over 40 years collectively. But um until recently, till two weeks ago, when my co-founder flew out to see me here in Austin, we had built the entire company over the period of a year completely remotely.
0: That's amazing.
1: And so there's a yeah, and so there's a lot of dynamic to that that I think is really relevant at the moment. Um, and that goes all the way to, you know, how do you, how do you engage in empathy over a screen? You know, um, I believe that the next, the next tier of really great leaders will be able to do that. Um, and just a lot, of, a lot of aspects like that. And so those are the ways you can connect with us. But, um, but yeah, end of Feb is the short answer.
0: Well, I'm Team Capsule the whole way. That's C A P S L L. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Uh, I am definitely getting myself on the wait list and um, consider me a, a warrior on the capsule front. So anything I can do to support you guys, I'm I'm all for it. I'm ex- I'm anxious to see this go out. Did we talk about everything? We yeah, thank we you. we hit, we hit a lot of stuff. Is there did we miss anything that we wanted to make sure that we get across as we're wrapping up here?
1: No, I would say I would just say that you know if you. If you like me, I mean, I'm listening to this as we talk and I'm like, wow, I can't wait for this. You know, <laughs> but if, if you're like me and you've, you've caught, or like Richard and I, and you've caught onto just this idea that your life has value and that your story should be saved, my honest heart for you is this. Yes, join the waitlist. Yes, we'd love you to use our app and our platform. But in truth, start making notes of your life. Start, take out a notepad. When you have memories that come up, write something down that will, that will remind you. Just one sentence. Just start collating your life. And then, however you decide to save it, save it. But I promise you that whether you're using Capsule or not, just doing that is going to give you so much gratitude. It's going to give you so much resilience. It's going to show you so much character. I really think it's the single most productive DIY thing you can do. For your self health at the moment. So do it. See how it affects your mental health. See how it affects how you speak about yourself and how you focus less on the negative that is perpetual in what we're being fed nowadays and how you'll start to recognize the positive. And you know what, the things that matter and the relationships that count are the things that you'll start placing true value on. And instead of just going, oh, I need to use this less or I need to be on that platform less or this that. just find a shift and this could be that shift for you.
0: Well said. That's a great place to end it. I couldn't have said it. It was beautifully said. Clint, you're an amazing individual. I'm so glad to have met you and uh, I look forward to staying in touch. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Great chat. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into the show. I hope you got some value out of this episode. If you did, please do me a huge favor. Tell somebody about this show, tell your spouse, tell your kids, tell your coworkers, let them know about the value that Dosa Leadership brings to your world. Go to dosaleadership.com. You can learn more about my services. If you're looking for somebody to speak, teach, or coach about leadership, I'm your guy. I'm known for my ability to transform individuals and organizations, teaching them the concepts of creating a culture of decentralized leadership. I do think that is the secret sauce. To facing all the challenges that we face today. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. I look forward to the next time we're together, and until the meantime, make it a great one.